0: Hello, Inker people. My name is Jess, and you are listening to Jess in the Flesh. Hey guys, it's been a hot minute. I haven't really come on here, so you're listening to Jess in the Flesh. I'm Jess. Um, I am a 22 year old college student, and I'm a senior now, and it's crazy and wild. And it's been a really long time since I've recorded a podcast, so I figured I might as well dive back into it. It helps me kind of, like, straighten things out in my mind and, you know, get things off my chest, you know. It's like a public diary, I guess, sort of, about uh, my thought processes, my life, and all this other stuff. So, the last you heard, I was talking about Iceland, which was amazing still, like, it's been, like, many months since, but, you know, that's cool. Um, I've been having a lot of ups and downs recently, um, I was really dedicated to YouTube for a while, and, uh, I've taken maybe a month off from that, um, mainly due to, like, school. I'm taking six courses this semester, so it's like a heavy load of work. And also I've just been dealing with some mental health struggles and an identity crisis that I am having a little bit of difficulty getting over. And, um, you know, I'm trying to figure myself out trying to learn how to find value in myself and stand up for myself in certain situations and um, I'm learning to cope with um, some traumatic things that have happened over the past few months. So, um, yeah, essentially I've just been doing my own thing, I've been trying to focus on myself and get back into things. That I really like to do. One of those being reading. I'm currently reading the second book of the Black Coat Rebellion series by Amy Carter. Let me tell you, um, very underrated series. Wild stuff's happening. Uh, like, I am hooked. I, I read the first book like more than a year ago, and I remember it was like really good and I really liked it. And I just got around to picking up the second book. And like, it's wild, crazy stuff. I can't get over it. Like I I can't. I went to bed last night with a chapter that ended in something that I was it was very unexpected and I was just like, "Wow." I don't really want to ruin it, but I can tell you kind of like the plot. So, essentially, um there's this girl named Kitty Doe and um they they're in a dystopian society and essentially um they all take a standardized tests when they're 17 to determine their worth in the society if they are smarter and they do better on the test they get a higher number and they're like labeled on the back of their neck so the number is like one through seven but sevens are only the people who you know rule the country so like the prime minister and stuff so this is like a future version of america and there's a lot of, like, poverty and everything. And um, so the main character, Kitty, ends up getting a 3, which is a pretty low number in the society. And so she can't really get a good job or amount too much because of those restrictions. But the reasoning behind this is she she's very smart. But she has dyslexia, so she had, like, difficulty, like, doing the tests. And um, so she was also an extra child because in the society, families are only allowed to have, like, one kid. So she went into the um, foster care system when she was born. And she was, um, she met her boyfriend whose name is Benji and you know they grew up together and everything and then you know she doesn't do well on her test. she steals fruit because um, they don't have really access to good food and so um, the military people or like their version of police I guess like take her are trying to find her, so she goes and she hides with this woman, Tabs, who um, works as a prostitute. And so she's trying, to, she's doing that because she can make enough money to potentially get better food and stuff. Because she feels like that's her last option to stay with Benji, who has yet to take the test because her job that she was placed in was in um, Denver and they're in Washington, D.C. Okay, sorry, I'm going into a lot of detail with this, because it's uh, elaborate. So then they, so then she is taken um, into a room, because she's she's a virgin, so she was getting sold for a lot of money, like that coin, so um, then um, it ended up being the Prime Minister who purchased her services, but he didn't do anything, he... Just offered for her to be a 7 and took her. And they knocked her out and when she woke up, she was not the same person. She looked exactly like um, Lila who is the Prime Minister's like sister's daughter or something. So in the royal family. And so she now has to, she's forced into impersonating her and there's a lot of twists and turns and they're trying to start a rebellion to overthrow the prime minister because of all the negative side effects on the lower um, people in society because they are suffering. Yeah, I had to go through the elaborate thing to explain how it like gets to that point. But honestly, really underrated series. There's a lot of plot twists. I am. I wasn't expecting half the things that happened. Um, so yeah, it's very confusing. It's not realistic, but like, if it's a dystopian book, it doesn't have to be. I just. I just really really like it. So. You know, not sponsored or anything because nobody sponsors me. I'm irrelevant, and I haven't posted in like six months. So, um, yeah. The got the um, the author is Amy Carter, and the series is called The Black Coat Rebellion. So, I strongly recommend. Just saying. So today, I'm just going to answer some anonymous um, questions, and we're just going to see how this goes. I have an Ask.fm account, which is like a throwback from forever ago. So if any of you want to ask anonymous questions, um, you can just ask me. My handle on Ask.fm is Wise so, um, 31 so that's j-e-s-s-i-c-a-w-y-s-e-31. If you are interested. Let's begin. Single taken or talking? Um I am single, but I am not looking for anything because I need to focus on like myself and repairing um my past and, you know, trying to um be able to add value trust in people because I'm really closed off. And certain situations have happened recently, which have kind of um, backtracked my progress into trusting others. And, you know, I just really need to work on that. And also, I don't know what I want. And I don't know what I need. And I'm very confused about who I am. And I'm kind of having an identity crisis. So um, it's really hard for me to put my energy and effort into being with someone else when I can't figure myself out, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Next question. Do you miss someone who is too close to you? Um, I I don't really miss anyone specific. I don't know if I ever really miss people who become too close to me. Because my pattern is when someone, when I feel like someone's too close to me, I get overwhelmed and scared of getting hurt. I put up my walls and I push them away and I become guilty about it after the fact. And I'm like, I probably hurt them because I pushed them away, blah, blah, blah. Um, And so I don't, I don't know if I really cared about that person or I just feel guilty about the situation or um I miss them. I really don't know. It's it's really hard for me to determine how I feel about people because I don't know how I feel about myself and I'm confused with myself and I'm confused with others and I'm just very confused. And um I'm learning to accept that and that's okay to be confused about um how you're feeling because regardless of where you're at it's valid and there's always room for improvement like I'm trying to work on myself I'm trying to figure myself out because for so long I've just been going through the motions of life and not really focused on bettering myself and connecting with others and establishing those relationships and bonds and um yeah, it's something I need to work on, especially um pushing people away. Um it's just a habit I have. I I do that as a defense mechanism because I feel like if I become too close to someone, my mind immediately goes, eventually they're going to leave me and I'm going to be alone and I'm going to be broken and I'm going to be hurt. And so um I think that stems from my childhood a lot of my friends just tended to move away I know it had nothing to do with me but it was like it came to a certain point where it happened so many times that I just didn't want to deal with it anymore because each time it happened like you know it hurt it hurt me and so then it came to a certain point where I'm like well if everyone's just going to leave my life then, what is the point in investing in others? And why should I um, waste my energy? And by pushing people away that I feel like I'm getting too close to, it helps me have control of the situation as opposed to people just leaving. Whereas, like, I can emotionally and mentally prepare myself for when they leave because I'm doing the action. It is self destructive, for sure. I'm not gonna deny that. And also, um, after the fact, I feel I do feel guilty about it, cause I'm, because I'm, you know, acting in a way of self-protection. I am hurting someone else. Um, in my mind, I used to think that um, it would be better that I push someone away because I wasn't worthy enough to be in their life. I didn't value myself as a human being, and you know, it's that's pretty sad. And I'm learning how to improve every day, and I'm trying to get better. And I'm, I am, I'm making my way, and everything's fine. Uh, you know, and as long as I'm self-aware of what I do, it's the first step to being able to change that pattern and stop pushing people away, because. I hate being lonely, and I've felt lonely a lot because of my habit. It's not healthy. Um, okay. Are you mature? Okay. Are you mature yet immature compared to your actual age? Um, yes. it's a very true statement. Um, I'm 22 years old, and my sense of humor is like a 12-year-old perverted boy. So, I mean, yes, I am very immature when it comes to my sense of humor, but... When it comes to my decision-making, I overanalyze every situation. As you probably tell, I really overthink everything. Um, Mostly, I dread on things that I've done in the past that I feel guilty about. And it's not like at this point I can do anything about those things. But um, I try to see every single option that I have. I rationalize my decisions and I try to take other people's feelings into account when I make decisions because not only will I be hurting them, I will feel guilty about it later myself. So it's like I don't want to put any more like, hurt into the world. I don't want to hurt anyone else because um, I feel like I do that a lot just because... Um, I don't think highly about myself, and that kind of reflects on other people sometimes. And you know, it's something I'm not proud of, but it's something that happens. For sure. Alright, the next question. If your crush has fallen for someone uglier than you, does that mean you have less of a chance or more of a chance? Um, I believe you'd have less of a chance, typically, because if your crush um is infatuated and has really invested their time and energy into someone else. They really care about them. And you know, regardless of how you feel, you have to put your pride aside and let them be happy. Um and you really can't take the connection they have with that other person away. And if you even if you see yourself as being more attractive, I feel like that says a lot about your personality, like, it seems like you're just more conceited, and you're like, I can get whoever I want, blah, blah, like, no, um, you know, if that person is happy, and they really, really like that person, you can't just go in and, like, take charge and try to steal them away, um, and that person, even if they're not quote-unquote, as stereotypically attractive as you, they could have a personality of gold. And um, having a heart of gold is ten times better than being with someone physically attractive with and they have not the best personality. And, you know, still, I mean, the only way that you might have a chance is that, you know, if they're... If they have low self-esteem and, you know, that, you know, from Perks of Being a Wallflower where they're like, you accept the love that you think you deserve. Um, I think that's a very true statement. Um, maybe they don't think that they can do better, but if they've actually fallen for this person and they're happy and you can tell and they're beaming when they're around them and all their attention's on them and all that, like, you don't have the right to, um, step in and, like, take them away. Like, that's that's just very selfish and inconsiderate. And there's a bunch of other people out there that, you know, could be better for you. Maybe you just wasn't meant to be with this person or maybe your time will come later. And that's always a possibility. Also, um, there's also potential that Maybe you're just seeing them as falling for someone else just because of the way they are. Maybe they're just very flirtatious. Or um, maybe they just really like the attention that person gives them. Because some people are attention whores. Um, to be honest, I, I can be an attention whore. Um, but I um, I don't really go out of my way to seek attention. But when it comes, I, like, bask in it. I hold on to it. Like, I enjoy it. Um, and, like, that's like, even without knowing how I feel about someone emotionally, like, if, like, they're flirting with me or really showing interest, like, I will, you know, I will enjoy it regardless. Because I don't know how I feel. Most of the time, I don't know how I feel about other people who like me. It's a whole thing. Um, but, um, if this is the case, um you know if you start giving them attention maybe they'll come to you but regardless if they are just that way as a person they might not see you as being like a potential person to be in a relationship with it's more like oh they're giving me attention i'm just going to attach like an amoeba <laughs> um but um if these if your crush is actually like with this other person though you really Should not do anything about it. Like I said earlier, if it's meant to be, your time will come. And if not, there's definitely someone else out there who's probably even better for you. So I wouldn't worry about a thing. Okay. What would be your immediate action after experiencing paranormal activity at your place? Um, Well, regardless of where I am, because, you know, I live in a dorm at college. Or, you know, I'm at home over the breaks and things. Um, if I were to just experience paranormal activity where I was staying at the current moment, I it really depends on what it is. So if something, like, moved slightly or I saw an apparition or a shadow or something, I wouldn't really think much of it. I would just think it's in my head. So I would, like, talk myself out of it and, like, be pretty calm and stuff. But if something, like, flew across the room, like, at my head or, um, something touched me that wasn't there, like, if it was, like, a more demonic energy, I guess, I would, like, I would run out, and I (laughs) wouldn't, I would just flee. Like, I would just leave. I probably wouldn't come back for at least, like, a week until I'm slightly more stable, and then grab my belongings, and then really leave. So, (laughs) I would immediately get out, and then I would go back later for my things. Um... Let's see. Do you ever wonder what people really want from you? Um, Sometimes I wonder this, but I'd I'd rather be oblivious. um, Mainly because I have really high expectations for myself, and I have high expectations for others. But I don't want to force those expectations that I have for them onto them, because I feel like that's a lot of pressure. So I don't want anyone to do that to me as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I... Because if someone gave me an expectation that I couldn't live up to, I would just really take it to heart and feel terrible about myself. Like, it's rough. How old were you the first time you fell in love? Um, I am 22. I've never been in love. I don't think. Um, i felt close to people, but... I don't know if I would call it love, like, romantic love. Like, I, I love my family. I love my dog. My friends are okay. I'm kidding. They're great. Um, I just... I've never romantically felt like i loved someone unconditionally, like, regardless of what they've done or whatever. I'd still be there. I haven't really, you know, found that person ever. So, um... I think I need to fall in love with myself first to fall in love with other people, and I'm work- I'm working on it, but I'm not ashamed about it. I feel like other people are in my boat, too, so it's not just me. Have you ever broken up with a friend? Um, I don't think I've ever actually, like, broken up with a friend. We just tend to drift apart, because... Um, my life pattern is people just cycle in and out of my life. I don't really feel like I have, like, a person. And I feel like I need that to feel more, like, stable within myself. Because my mind is all over the place. And I'm really confused. And I bring chaos onto myself. And I feel like if I had, like, a stable environment and some stable people who were in my life for very long durations of time, that um, it would just help my situation. Um, but yeah, friends just tend to drift apart. And I feel like that's just a part of life. But you know, if, if those friendships are something you really value and something you want to hold on to, you should make the effort. I'm, I'm totally being a hypocrite right now. Cause, um, there've definitely been people in my life who I really enjoyed who, um, we've like drifted apart in some sort of way, but, um, it's just a matter of making that effort to maintain the friendship. If you reach out first, like, you know, and they respond, and you guys are still friends because you reached out, like, that's great. Um, I, I'm just being a hypocrite, because I haven't done that mainly because of my um, self-esteem issues kind of getting in the way, as they tend to do sometimes. It's just like, I don't think I'm worthy enough to be their friend. Or in my mind, I'm like, well, they're not reaching out to me, so why should I reach out to them? Or um, they're probably not reaching out to me because I'm not good enough to be in their life or whatever. And, you know, it's like undermining yourself And I just tend to put other people on a higher pedestal than I do myself. Like, I feel like I see everyone else's self-worth besides my own. And it's, like, something I'm just really working on. Okay. How to deal with a busy boyfriend. Um, I wouldn't know. I've never been in a real relationship. Um, I've had a fling once. But, um... Yeah, and that ended in traumatic, a traumatic mess that I don't want to get into, but I think that you need to have a conversation about it if it's bothering you, if your boyfriend is seems like he's too busy to fit you in his schedule, because it should never seem like that. I feel like if you're in a relationship, your job as being dedicated to each other is to make compromises and come to each other's needs and be there for that person, Um, you know, and if you feel like he's busy and you have a conversation and nothing changes, then he doesn't care about you or value you as much as you deserve to be valued and you should leave as hard as it sounds, like as hard as it is to hear, you should probably leave. Um, but I would try to, like, coordinate a schedule with him, like, figure out when he's free and, you know, prioritize that time where you guys, like, hang out together, like, at least once a week, like, just, you know, have your, your set hours to, like, bond and actually be together because, um, if that doesn't happen, it's not a real relationship. But, um, if you were a video blogger, what would your videos be about? I am a YouTuber, um, (laughs) and I, I mean, I've, I've taken a break, but I used to make a lot of, like, comedy content, but I'm thinking about shifting it entirely to something more, um, real and raw, like this podcast is, because, you know, it's It gets tiring about, uh, like, pushing out a a happy, positive persona and, like, pushing out your humor and, try, like, the effort to try to be funny. Like, I feel like I'm forced to try to be funny, to be entertaining. Um, and that's only really, like, 10% of who I am. The rest is, like, you know, more like this, like, more serious and, like thoughtful and I feel like the how I give all like I give off myself in my videos it's more like you're stupid you don't know what you're talking about you like I don't know I because I just have a dumb sense of humor so you could totally tell that in those but you know if you want to subscribe to my channel you can I'm probably not going to post much anymore but it's youtube.com slash Jesswise j-e-s-s-w-y-s-e if you were interested Alright, so here's the last question I'm going to answer today. Are you happy with the amount of information in your head? I feel like um, there's part of me that is happy and part of me that isn't. Um, For starters, I'd rather be oblivious to, like, world events, like things in the news, because they just tend to be very, very negative, and I feel like that has... really bad impact on me because like I'm an empath and also I just tend to have really low self-esteem as it is so a lot of my negativity stems from myself and is directed at myself so if I absorb any more of that negativity it really takes a toll on my happiness and also Um, if, if, hypothetically, if people were talking bad about me or people hated me, I wouldn't want to know that people hate me because, um, you know, I would just be depressed. I'd be like, why do they hate me? I should hate me too. And like, it would like kind of validate my lack of self-esteem that I have festered over the years. And I don't need that. I don't need that kind of validation. So I, I just don't want to know. Also, um, you know, on the other hand, there's always room to learn new things. I want to learn some new skills because, like, learning new things and keeping your mind going and, like, working is really, 9 times out of 10, very rewarding. Because currently, I really just want to learn about plants and I I want to have a garden when I'm older. I want to, you know, have I I see those people, like there's there's YouTubers who literally just focus on plants, and I like to watch their videos. And they just have like rooms full of like house plants, and I'm like, I want to live there. I want to be immersed in your indoor jungle. You know, <laughs> like it's awesome, and I feel like that would make me happy. Like learning new things makes me happy. You know, seeking out new ways of retaining knowledge, and also um, learning things brings you a new perspective. Like, the more you learn about a a topic from different angles, makes you a more well-rounded person, and I feel like there's value in being more open about the possibilities of solving problems, and also just when you learn different skills... And you master those skills. It's really, really, like, it really makes you happy. Like, I'm just, like, it's just very rewarding to commit to something and learn it and become an expert. And, you know, I, I feel value within myself in that. And I feel powerful and I feel proud that, like, you know, I learned how to do something new. And I feel like if you stop seeking those things out and you kind of just, like, sit by the wayside and just go, woe is me, blah, this is terrible, you you know, it's not going to be, you're not going to be as happy. Um, similarly, like, if, this has nothing to do with the question, but if you were, um, if you've grown up with a lot of privilege and you've got everything handed to you, when that challenge comes, you're not going to know what to do with yourself. You need to face challenges in order to overcome them, to grow as a person. And um, over the past couple of months, that's what I've been trying to do to keep myself going, regardless of how you know sad I am or or distressed or whatever. I keep that in the back of my mind that... This is a learning experience, and overall, it'll help me as a person to have stronger character and change how I act in certain situations and how that affects other people and be able to read the signs in others to try to conclude um, or hypothesize what their actions mean or... um, How I'm coming off to other people. And how that affects them. Just full circle stuff. (laughs) So guys. It has come to the end of another episode of Jess in the Flesh. So if you enjoyed this. Please. You know let me know. Subscribe to this on any platform you're listening on. I'm probably going to change the format of this show to um, this question and answer type of format. I really like it. I like to answer questions and give advice when I can. Um, It helps me and it helps you. So, it's really cool stuff. And I like the interactive aspect of it. So, if you want to ask me an anonymous question, you can ask them at FM. my handle is Wise 31 spelled j-e-s-s-i-c-a-w-y-s-e 31 so you can ask me there also you can um follow me on instagram and twitter send me a dm there too with questions if you want credit and you don't want to be anonymous um that's uh at Jesswise underscore spelled j-e-s-s-w-y-s-e underscore or if you are listening to this on the anchor app you could even send me a voice message with your question and that would be a cool element to add to the show so your voice can literally be heard asking me a question so any way you want to do it, I am open to them, so feel free to continue to ask your lovely questions, and I'll be willing to answer them. I really want to give advice. Like my dream is just my, my dream used to be to start an advice column in a paper. But you know, this this can work, okay? <laughs> Let me have my dream. Um but anyway stay safe children, be good people, do amazing things, live your best life. I hope you have a great week and I hope you listen next time and tune in for some more life advice and commentary by me. So have a great day. Bye guys.